Joining us now, he is the Senior Director of Communications for the PGA Tour. Chris Reamer joins us. Chris, welcome into the golf shop. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, the first two days uh, of the Players' Championship and kind of all week, it, uh, it seemed a little more May-like weather than March-like weather. Uh, that's going to change a little bit this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, it hasn't been, uh, you know, it hasn't been quite 90 degrees out here, but it's certainly been beautiful, warm, sunny skies, and I think we're supposed to, you know, get a little chill in the air this morning, and even some uh, stronger winds and, and uh, maybe even a little bit of rain um, tomorrow on Sunday. So I do think the the winds and the course that, uh, you know, the players and, and, and others expected to see with a little more teeth from TDC Sawgrass is going to come out this weekend for sure. Yeah, so what are we talking about? You know, a lot of times we talk about Saturday as being moving day on the PGA Tour. Um, what's it going to be like at the Players' Championship? What are we talking about from a, a condition standpoint, uh, firmness of greens, wind, uh, pin placements? Uh, is this going to be moving day, or is this going to be uh, hang on and hope for the best day and try and survive Sunday? I think you're going to see uh, you know, a, a decent amount of movement early in the day. I think if, if, if a player has a chance to make a significant move up the leaderboard, it, it's you know, guys with tee times in the next couple hours. I think if the day continues, because uh, the, the conditions are going to become more difficult, um, the, the course has, over the last few days, you mentioned the, kind of the May-like weather. Early in the week when we were watching some practice rounds, the guys had a few mud balls. There was some rain uh, Sunday, Monday that made the course fairly soft. That's changed significantly. I think um, you, know, you can still shoot somewhat at the pins, but you're starting to see those, those balls bounce a little more forward, roll back a little bit less, and, and I think as the wind today dries out the greens um, even a little more, but also swirling winds are going to make it a little more confusing of how to attack this golf course. Uh, the one thing Pete Dye does a good job of is uh, you don't have a lot of misses right or left. There's there's trouble on each side. You have to be um, supremely accurate. Uh, you have to attack greens from the right sides of the fairways, and um, there's just not a lot of, of places to miss. So, uh, you know, Early early scores will be indicative of I think what we'll see for the day, but I think the moving day part of things is, you know, somebody with a you know a nine thirty ten eleven o'clock tee time, maybe goes out there and shoots a sixty six a sixty five, mm-hmm. and I don't know that the the leaders when they tee off later they are going to have that ability uh, to run away from. Them. So I think it could bunch up in that regard. Uh, Chris. Tell me what the function of the communications person is for the PGA Tour. Do you do you also do um, the the web dot com and the Champions Tour and all that? Is, is that is that in? Are you in charge of that as well? And, and so my yeah, my particular role. I've got a, a team of five, and we uh, we work on the PR and communication plans for the the PGA Tour tournaments that the tour owns and operates one hundred percent. So. The Players' Championship, for example, is, is one of those events. They're called Champ Management Events. Also, World Golf Championships, President's Cup, uh, Tour Championship, a couple of playoff events, some tournaments in Asia, um, and, and uh, the, the Century Tournament Champions Hawaii. So it's about 12 events. The difference being that we are in charge of year-round um, PR and communications for these events. So ticket sales, charity stories, you know, year day in, day out in those markets where those tournaments are played. There's another group that, um, you know, that they are more on the kind of SID side that, uh, you know, for instance, Wells Fargo or, uh, you know, the Monterey Golf Peninsula uh, organization runs Pebble Beach. 
they are more in charge of the ticket sales and the marketing of their event, the hospitality sales. The tour will come and advise them and, and help with the, uh, with the media centers week of, but they don't have as much going on um, the other 51 weeks of the year. So that's, there's a lot of different roles in the mm-hmm. cases. We do have folks that work on the web.com, on the champions, uh, you know, different elements of the tour. But for my team, it's um, it's these these PGA tour owned and operated events, and it's everything from bringing in fans that you know are new to the game and and um, trying to get the word out that kids get in free, get the word out to families, get the word out to military, get the word out to hardcore golf fans, um, and everything in between. So, uh, fun job, but it's uh, weeks like this, uh, you know, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. All right, so here's the real question. Who was responsible for getting the players uh, in touch with Jimmy Fallon or vice versa to get all those little <laughs> phrases into interviews and press conferences? Yeah, that's, that was a lot of fun. So um, we saw the, the Steph Curry bit, um, yeah. the drop-in that they did with Steph Curry, and, and we actually have um, one communication staff member who's based in New York who, who looks for non-traditional outside entertainment PR opportunities. So you see something, um, you know, on Entertainment Tonight or in Men's Journal Magazine or uh, on a late night show or today's show, for example, it's likely Annalisa who uh, who helped place that. So she reached out to her contact at the Fallon Show. We offered up the fact that we would do try to reach out to every single player who came in for a pre-tournament press conference. They liked that idea. Uh, they came back with, with some words and we worked with them to kind of assign different phrases to different players and then uh, my job, my team, as, as they were kind of coming in for the press conferences, we presented with the opportunity, and, and it really took off. I think once we had a couple players like Lori and, and Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Rose, who had done it, and we could you know show that to the other players, and uh, it almost became a challenge um, between the players themselves so you could do it. But that was a lot of fun, and um, you know we loved we loved the way the final product turned out, and, uh, and hopefully everybody else enjoyed it too. All right, so what was more fun, watching the players, knowing that, that it was coming at some point, was it more fun watching the players give their, and I tell you what, they all deadpanned it, which yeah, was unbelievable, fabulous. or watching the media's reaction to some of these <laughs> yeah, guys right. saying these things and them going, what in the heck is he talking about? <laughs> right. but it was a fine line to, to kind of tighten <laughs> a little bit because you, you don't want to you know, make light of the job that the media has to do. And, right. and we were a little worried about that. Um, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's been nice to see everybody. Everybody had a pretty good sense of humor about it. I think the funniest moment probably came when um, Adam Scott was asked if he has been to Augusta to, <laughs> to get a feel for the new number five hole. And he said, you know, um, I planned on going last week, but my wife and I went to a Reba McIntyre concert instead. And, um, you know, we had a couple of media actually tweet out why would, you know, Adam Scott go to Reba McIntyre concert. So when it started becoming kind of news, that's when I got a little bit worried. Right. Um, you know, some, a lot of the other comments really snuck in under the radar. That one kind of stuck out as, you know, news. Um, so that was probably the funniest moment. Also, just watching Tiger, he, uh, most of the players would work out, okay, this is what I'm going to say. You know, how are you going to get me there? Or if I get asked this question, so we kind of had an idea of when, you know, Brooks Keppel was going to say swing it and ding it, or <laughs> Francesca Molinari would say pizza, pizza. Um, but the uh, Tiger just read the, you know, the entire list of words and really snuck it in. He wanted, the, um, 
he wanted some reaction kind of from us watching along and, and we didn't give it to him. So he was a little annoyed that he wasn't able to get us to break down and laugh. But, um, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Oh yeah. So, you know, it's great to see stuff like, I mean, it's, it's, I think that adds an element to the players that we don't usually get to see. And the fact that they all pulled it off so great just makes it even more awesome. Doesn't it? It really was. It was, it was, it was, um, it was great to see even guys like, uh, you know, Webb Simpson and, Brooks Kepka and, and um, Jason Day just kind of at that other side of, of their personality show. Yeah, it, it, it revealed something that everybody else really doesn't see. I wanted to ask you a question about, you know, it seems that, that, that the charities are the main focus as far as your job is concerned. I mean, the tour has raised $2.46 billion in charitable donations. That's unbelievable, Chris. It is, and it's it's a mix of there are certain markets we go to that that they don't they just simply don't understand the 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 framework of the tour and the fact that our tournaments are you know non not not for profit organizations and that after after proceeds and um, you know after um, costs and, and players are paid and things like that that proceeds go to charity. So there's some education in some markets. Um, in other markets, it's it's almost too well known, and, and you know, like, like the salesmanship club or something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And, and, and after after a while, it becomes white noise. Oh yeah, the yeah. PGA Tour is giving money again, and so one of the things we've really tried to focus on is, is the impact now that that those funds are making. So mm-hmm. instead of just having a bunch of bunch of old people like us in suits with a check and a picture, we're really trying to go out and find the stories of. of who these charities are affecting. We had a, a story of a guy named Randy Dexter, who's a um, veteran of war who suffered from PTSD. And, and there's a group here called Canines for Warriors that um, has found that service dogs can really um, improve the lives of, of these warriors. And um, met with met with Randy this week, and it, it really is um, inspirational to see how this um, you know this charity is changing people's lives, and, and we see that every day on the mm-hmm. tour. And like I said, we kind of become numb to it. But the fact that we've gone now and found um, you know a number of, of these impact stories, um, it, it's really sitting and telling. And, it, and it's um, you know this day and age, it's nice to see those things happening. Yeah. Well, Chris, man, we appreciate you hopping on with us this morning. We look forward to a great uh, weekend at the Players, and we'll see uh, how guys uh, hang on this afternoon and tomorrow. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, and uh, appreciate all you guys do for the game. So uh, uh, looking forward to a really fun weekend. All right. Thanks a lot, Chris.